Welcome back to Paranormal Paralysis, everybody. Episode number 15 here. And a little bit of a special one. I don't think... Oh, yeah. The first time we've had a uh, paranormal investigating or experiencing doctor on here, which is exciting. I found Dr. Donald Molnar on Instagram when I was browsing through haunted things. <laughs> and sounds like he works in a very... A very interesting hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly so, yeah. Yeah. And then you're from you're from West Virginia? Ohio. I think. Ohio, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Oh, okay. Close to West Virginia. <laughs> but <Right>. Ohio, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, so so, guys, but I I'm in Virginia now, so I I live and work in Virginia, mm, but I was born and raised in Ohio. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sounds good. That's my, that must have been what I was thinking about then. <laughs> so 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 you guys had some snow over there? Yeah, it's actually looking out the window now. It's about three, six, three, three, four inches, and then it's turned over to like this freezing nice. sleet, oh, rain, yeah. and then it's supposed to even actually rain a little bit later. So it's quite a mess. And then about Perfect. a week last, about a week ago, <laughs> we had about ten inches of snow, and it like knocked the power out. Uh, some places really? for a couple days. My f- one friend had power out for like a whole week. It was nuts, yeah. Just oh. one of those freak storms. It's always always fun driving in that stuff. But I know. Well, it's weird in Virginia. You know, when I first came here, um, I had some friends that lived down here. And they're like, you should move down because uh-huh. the weather's so nice and it never snows. And when it <laughs> snows, it melts. <laughs> you know, it melts by the afternoon. Yeah. And my, first, uh, right, winter, right. my first winter here was 2009. And we had like this record snowfall in Virginia. And it was like another like 20 <laughs> inches of snow. And they're like, it never happened. Gotcha. And, so yeah, so it's crazy down here. Oh, it's, man. Yeah, it's like Ohio weather. Where where are you at? Where do you live? I am in Minnesota. Oh yeah, so you know it snows easy for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What am I complaining about? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, we just had a pretty decent sized little storm the other day, but nothing too bad. I hear Virginia is pretty haunted. I've always I don't know why, but I associate Virginia with like a bunch of old stuff. Like the first thing that comes to mind is like George Washington or something. You're right. You're right. Why. Well, it's the, the <laughs> like, kind of the birthplace of the country, I guess. Some of the original colonies, yeah. you know, with, uh, along the coast, the Roanoke Wasp colony and Roanoke. Jamestown and all that stuff. And then even a lot of people don't realize if you go up the river, up the James river from Jamestown, they had another settlement called Henricus right by Richmond. So yeah, oh, there was really? a lot of, a lot of the um, original, huh. We're starting out history was down here in Virginia and along the coast, you know, going up towards Massachusetts and all that stuff. So, yeah. 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 So how did you kind of get interested in the paranormal then? Because that's, it's an interesting combination being a doctor, you know, something super like science based and everything like that. And then the paranormal side of things. So how did you kind of stumble upon that? So kind of all my life I've had weird things happen, you know, um, since I was a kid, had strange things happen, um, hear noises and footsteps. You know, I used to see this figure of light. Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, um, I'd see this. It was like a child size figure of light. It was all just light. It wasn't real super bright. I mean, you could look at it. And it had like a head and yeah. shoulders. You really couldn't see a face or anything. And it would just kind of peek around the corner, peek back. Or sometimes I would see this thing kind of run across our living room. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my mom about it. And I'm like, Mom, I'm seeing this seeing this uh this this light figure running around and she's like oh that's just your guardian angel you know so um (laughs) yeah so stuff like that so all my life i mean you know childhood later childhood teenager years 
you know, up through college, always had things happen. I think I always tell people, um, my family was pretty open to it. My mom was pretty laid back. She was a little more religious, like she was Catholic and, you know, a little more mm-hmm. angels in heaven. And we used to have these in-depth conversations about heaven when I was a kid. So we were always really open to that. And my mom also was in the, the prophecies and like things happen in threes and, you know, the end times, <laughs> you know, always heard about yeah, the end yeah. times ever since <laughs> I was a kid and, and uh, all those yeah. things. And then my dad, he was more of the, like the, the, the paranormal guy, like UFOs and Bigfoot oh. and ghosts. So we used to, our family was pretty open to it. And we used to always compare notes as I was growing yeah. up about different experiences we would have. So I always had stuff happen to me as a kid and growing up, even till now, even to present day. And then my family was really open to it. So I always, we always just had this open forum for it. And it just, it just seemed like it, it followed me around. That's why I kind of picked the name for what I do as Haunted MD, because sometimes I feel like I'm truly haunted, you know, these, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. is, whatever is around, <laughs> like it seems to be attracted around. to me sometimes. But yeah, in fact, I'll tell you the other night, we'll probably get into this. The other night, um, mm. my girlfriend had to get up really early. She leaves, she leaves work around 3.30 in the morning. Ooh, she had left. So I was laying time. in the bedroom. And I clearly heard this lady's voice just go right in my ear. I was like in our bedroom. It was crazy. And uh, so that was like two nights ago. So anyways, from childhood till now, I have all these these crazy things happening. Yeah. Does your, did your dad ever go like ghost hunting and stuff like that? Or was it just more of a, you know, interested in watching the TV shows and just kind of learning about it in that way? Not, not officially. He was more into just experiences that we had. We mm-hmm. did watch like all that stuff, like in search of and unsolved mysteries. Yeah. I'm some about 53. So yeah. So in search of was a big deal. Um, these, I remember mm-hmm. when Boggy legend of Boggy Creek came out, we watched that and that scared the crap out of me as a kid. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, the only thing we did do was there was a few times when I was a teenager that we tried to do little mini seances with our family. Uh Oh, we lost him right when he was talking about the seances. That's not that's not too suspect at all. all right, hold on, guys. So yeah, so uh, we would uh, try to do little mini seances as I got older. So there was me and my two sisters, two younger sisters, my mom and dad. We used to think that my dad's dad was visiting us because he was into roses, and we would get these crazy smells of roses out of nowhere. It made like made no sense. And so one day we decided to uh, sit around the kitchen table with a candle. <laughs> We all kind of joined hands and we try to connect with Grandpa <laughs> Moldar. And uh, nothing really happened. Yeah. The candle, I remember the candle flame flickered a little funny, but so that was yeah. it. And then there was a one time where my dad thought he heard stuff downstairs and I thought I heard stuff downstairs. And we both went down to check that out. But it was more like looking to see if something had broke in, but there really wasn't. But, right. but yeah, so no, not, a, not official investigating, like in the sense that we would think of now. But he did have, he had Bigfoot experiences. He had a... Uh, he used to be a hunter. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a hunter. He was yeah. a steel worker, blue collar guy. Um, so he uh, used to go hunting a lot. He's, he had a couple of Bigfoot experiences. In fact, him and I had some interesting, mm. two interesting experiences when we were fishing together when I was a teenager that uh, it seems suspicious for Bigfoot, maybe. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. so, anyways, yeah. So my dad and my mom, they were pretty open to us, uh, you know, um, with the paranormal stuff. Did they ever tell you how they came across? owning the house or anything like that or so it was weird we always we rented most of the time we finally ended mm, up gotcha. going to buy a house i think i think it must have been like a sixth grade fifth sixth grade and then we were work. we were you know my dad was gonna mm. buy that house and even that house yeah. it was a newer home we had activity there hmm. the place where i saw that 
angel or the childlike figure running around. It was a it was a yeah. duplex house. It was we were renting that house. Um, and that place, I don't know what it was. Something had to have happened there because there was a lot of activity. Besides what I saw, I would hear all kinds of crazy footsteps and nothing was there. And I didn't even hear, I would even hear my dad. I, I would swear he would call my name. I'd be upstairs and I would hear, Don. And I'd come running down and like, they're all, my mom Jeez. and dad would be all confused. Like, what? I'm like, didn't you guys call me? And they're like, no, we didn't call you. You know, and I'm like, are you sure? You know, and they swear. I guess my mom. Super crazy. I asked my mom recently. I'm like, mom, you remember I used to hear you guys call me? I'm like, was that really you guys calling me? And she's like, no, yeah. <laughs> we don't know what you were experiencing. So, but so it was, so that all kind of happened in that wow. house, but it seems like every place we lived stuff kind of happened, you know? And even, like I said, even now for me, and it kind of happens, it seems. Yeah. Do you think it was, or is the locations themselves? Or do you think there could be like a couple of things following you or your family around? You know, you know, it, it's, it's a good question. It almost seems like, it almost seems like we were being followed around because that was our our, our, our hypothesis when we moved to the house where we did the little seance things. Um, that's that yeah. was a newer house I was telling you that my dad decided to go ahead and try to buy and and um, uh-huh. we thought maybe my grandpa Molnar's spirit was following us around for some of it. You know, as far as the the light figure, the child light figure that I saw. That just seemed to happen at that one place at that at the duplex that we lived in. We lived in this duplex for about probably about five six years. Oh, okay. So and, and you know, so I only seen that for maybe a couple of years, and that kind of went away. Um, and I actually asked my sisters recently, I'm like, "Do you guys remember seeing anything like that?" And they said no. So it seemed to be something unique to me that I was kind of seeing these things. So I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like it, on some aspects it seemed like we were haunted, but then I also wonder about the locations too. Yeah. That's just weird with the. Uh... The newer house you mentioned, kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I don't know. So at that same place where I, where all this, where I saw that light figure, I actually saw my mom's doppelganger. It was crazy. No way. Yeah, this was back <laughs> in the seventies. Those... <laughs> yeah. So back in the seventies, you know, you played, you played from sun up to sundown. When in the summertime, there wasn't any yeah, video yeah. games, and you know, you played till it was time till it was dark, and then you would come in. So it was getting dark in the summer, and. I went to our back door to come in the house and I was banging on the door and uh-huh. it was one of those doors. that had a window and, and then the bottom door was solid, but the wind, the curtains parted oh, yeah, yeah. and my mom's standing in the window and she has this evil smile on her face and she's laughing at me. Oh, and she wouldn't God. let me come in the house. And I just started crying. I was probably like maybe five, six years old and um, she wow. wouldn't let me in. And I'm like, what in the heck? So I ran around to the front door, trying to come to the front door. The front door is locked, came back to the back door. There was nobody there. So I was banging mm-hmm. on the door. So eventually my mom came to the door and she opened the door and she's like, what is wrong? I said, I said, you were standing at the door and you wouldn't open it for me. And you're laughing. And she's like, Don, I was upstairs yeah. in the bathroom. She was, I couldn't, I couldn't come down. I was in the middle of something. So she's like, I couldn't come down. So I wasn't at the door. I'm like, I'm like, mom, oh you were gosh. at the door, like evilly laughing. And in fact, <laughs> I actually asked my mom about that recently. She goes, yeah, she goes, I remember that story. Yeah. She goes, that was pretty freaky. Cause every now and then I go back and yeah. I'm just kind of like, Mom, do you remember this? Am I am I just crazy? And she's like, No, I remember you told me about that. And so yeah, so I saw my evil mom, <laughs> but it wasn't really my mom. That was crazy. So I don't know. There was something about that 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 particular duplex and uh, that we were living in. I've always heard personally that doppelgangers are like evil or something like that. Is that I I haven't really looked into it much, but is that kind of the sense you got from seeing it? That it was like not a good thing. <laughs> it didn't seem, it seemed like it was if anything, at least very mischievous. It had this kind of evil big smile and it was just laughing at me. Like, yeah, yeah it seemed evil. Like it wasn't going to open a door That's for creepy. me. And, 
it was kind of taunting me, I guess. So, and I've I've heard the same thing. Like, especially if you, I mean, if you see your usually you see your yourself as a doppelganger. Yeah, that's usually yeah, a, yeah. like a sign that something bad is going to happen to you or or something like that. So usually it's huh. a sign that something bad is potentially happening down the road. So interesting. That's super creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so so what kind of brought you down the road of wanting to be a doctor? So it was something. It was also kind of started in childhood. Um, you know, I remember going mm-hmm. to my family doc. I thought it was pretty cool how they could come up with things. You know, listen to me, you know, listen to my heart, talk to me about things and then decide what was wrong with me and, you know, give me back then they gave you medicine right in the office. I remember getting penicillin yeah, yeah. shots. I remember getting penicillin shot in my backside, you know, for whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, it, it kind of like made you not want to go to the doctor because like, I don't want to get a right. shot in my butt again. <laughs> so, but I, so I thought it was cool. You know, I thought it was cool. The stuff they had in their offices. Uh, my mom also, um, she had one of these uh, family health books. I don't know if they still have them or not, but it was like, you know, all, you know, all the health problems that can happen in a in family, you know, sore throats, things like that. And in the middle of it, it had a, a little color uh, atlas that showed the different layers of the body. It was like one of those things like you could the bone and put the muscle and it was transparent. So I was always fascinated by that. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So it was something yeah. all my life, you know, as I went, as I got to be a teenager, I thought about some different things and. When I got to college, mm. I thought about trying some different things too, like maybe biochemistry or chemical engineering. Yeah. I think medicine always kind of, it felt like something that was drawing me to it. So, and here I am 20 years, 20 years a doctor. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Jeez. Was med school as hard as everyone says it is? It's, it's tough, man. It can be great. It's tough. It has, there's different aspects to it. You know, the first, it used to be when I was there, now this was back a while ago, I, I graduated from medical school in in uh, 98 so i went to this medical school 94 98 oh, okay. so the, it used to be yeah. the first couple of years were all science so it was a lot of studying and learning like anatomy and mm-hmm. biochemistry and pharmacology and microbiology yeah. a lot of it was just being good at studying and then the the, the last two years where you did all your clinicals and that could be grueling because depending what you were doing you wanted to make sure you made a good impression plus you had to study yeah you know and then like you know you would do a month of this and a month of that so it kind of depended like if you're doing surgery you know, surgery started pretty early in the morning. So you have to get up the early mornings and stay pretty late. And, you know, the, some of the rotations wouldn't yeah. be so bad, but it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it can be tough. And then residency <laughs> can even be harder. Yeah. Cause residency is kind of where they really work the heck out of you. You know, that's where you get, yeah, yeah. you hear people not getting sleep and things like that. So, but you made it through. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any experiences during your time at med school? You know, a lot of those buildings are pretty old and a little spooky sometimes yeah so i did so i did have one uh with different experiences but the one that it kind of stands out my first year of medical school i mean right away you start doing gross anatomy like your first day you go down and you get a cadaver you work on a cadaver in a group of folks oh really and yeah yeah you usually get like <laughs> i think we had four four or five people that we shared a cadaver huh but you can so that yeah. so the anatomy lab or cadaver lab was open all the time so you could study whenever you wanted to you can go down at night day whatever you oh. know plus you had your schedule classes that you would go down there um so i decided one right. evening to kind of go down and just kind of do some work on it myself and and catch up on some things and i went down there and they kept these they kept the cadavers in like these like aluminum coffin shaped things almost um they kind of opened up there were two yeah. doors that opened up in the middle and then the cadaver was in there and then you close them up, go stainless steel kind of things. And they were on wheels. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went down there, I'd open it up. We had little cubbies. So there was like little little cubbies that had a wall. And you'd have to walk around the wall to the next cubby. And that's kind of each cadaver was was in a, in a cubby. So I was working on my cadaver. And I heard this loud bang a couple cubbies down. And there wasn't, there wasn't anybody down, down there. It was just me. 
And I'm like, kind mm-hmm. of blew it off. I'm like, ah, it's probably just something settling or whatever. And at this point, I really wasn't into investigating and doing a haunted MD stuff. Yeah. I wish it would have been. It would have been cool to actually investigate it. Right. So then I kind of went about <laughs> doing my thing, and then I heard an even louder bang from the same area. I was like, uh-huh. okay, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Something's so, I, so I booked it out of there. But it was, I don't know. I mean, it could have been, I don't know, something settling or whatever. But it was interesting that it sounded like something was banging on the on the stainless steel cadaver containers I mean it wasn't like a little bang it was, the first one was a minor bang yeah. it was kind of like ah that's nothing but the second one was like bam I was like alright I gotta go <laughs> and there wasn't anybody Jeez. I don't think there was anybody there wasn't I mean I didn't see anybody to make that was down there making a noise I don't know maybe somebody was playing a trick and yeah. I didn't see them but but yeah that was interesting to me <laughs> interesting so yeah that would have jolted me <laughs> then it was weird you know now we're talking about this it's interesting so my first year of medical school, I lived in this apartment. You know, it was off of campus. I lived in an apartment, and there was always this really strange smell. And now I kind of wonder if something wasn't dead underneath my apartment. But uh, but I had all this weird stuff <laughs> happen in my apartment, like, you know, spooky stuff in my apartment, too, you know, noises and bangs, all this other stuff. So I wonder. So now I'm thinking, uh, like, I never really talked about this before. Um, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I wonder if my apartment was had some kind of crazy stuff. Because I remember getting getting freaked out that somebody was trying to break in there and it was all these like weird noises and things and strange smell and you know looking back on it now I'm like what if that apartment was haunted too so but anyways that was uh, that was probably one of the spookier (laughs) things that happened in medical school and then I don't remember anything else I know some of the other kids or other students thought it was haunted down there too in the cadaver lab because some of the other students had had experiences too because we started you know, every now and then you start just talking about stuff and like, yeah, I think it's haunted down there. And I'm like, yeah. really? I'm like, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> uh, and then obviously you graduated from there, and then eventually landed in your current hospital, which I see a few stories on your Instagram about. Would you mind telling us some of your most spooky experiences from the this hospital? Sure thing. Yeah, I don't want to say. Uh, I don't want to put the name out there too much so they don't get I don't get yeah. in trouble. But yeah. <laughs> so I worked. Yeah, no problem. So I have to tell you. Uh, let me just tell you a story real quick on that. So I, I don't know if you knew this. I did a, a small episode of Haunted Hospitals. You know, the, oh, you really? show the Haunted Hospitals. So I was I did a I was like on season two, uh, one of the episodes in there, I think 12 or 13. Oh, but anyways, sweet. I talked <laughs> about some of the stories I had where I work. Never mentioned the hospital yeah. name. Never mentioned the hospital name. But somebody watching it must have knew me and, and knew where I work. And they actually turned me in to human resources for the for the place where I work. And I <laughs> my boss has oh, had to talk to me. This is crazy. So my boss was like, hey Don, um, you know, you know, what you do for your hobbies is okay. Just make sure you don't mention <laughs> where you work at. And you know, we don't right. care that you're into ghost hunting. <laughs> you, you know, it's actually pretty interesting, but just make sure you're not talking about yeah. such and such, you know? <laughs> so but somebody got somebody was really upset yeah, that I was yeah, a doctor on a TV show talking about my experiences and we never and the show never mentions the particular (laughs) hospital they just mention a Virginia hospital and that's it and so anyways but uh, so where I work (laughs) it's a satellite of a main hospital we do long term care for people that are still pretty sick that Mm -hmm. they really can't go home they can't really go to a nursing home yet but they're well enough quote unquote (laughs) to come out of the main hospital to come to us so we work on (laughs) ventilator Getting people off the ventilators. We work on, you know, people on antibiotics through their IV for like four or six weeks. We work on wounds, 
the really nasty wounds that have bone infection. So they're we still pretty complex patients. So they still oh. need some good care, but they really don't need it. They're okay to come out of a out of a a main hospital. So we take care of those folks. So yeah, our place yeah. really isn't that old. Our place is, was, I think, built 2011, opened 2012. Mm-hmm. It's not that old, and it's a small place. Um, we do have a hospice unit up on our third. So it's three floors. We have a hospice unit on the third floor. Okay. And then our second floor is where we see all our patients. But and then our, we have an office area. We don't see patients there. I'm a hospital-based internal medicine doctor, so I don't see patients in an office. Okay. So when I talk about our office, it's kind of where we congregate as docs. There's some work areas, yeah, there's yeah. some sleeping quarters, there's some shower quarters. But one of the kind of mm-hmm. the focal points where I work and, and things that I've posted on our on my Instagram is our office area there. It's just it's always tons of activity. Motion activated paper tile dispensers will run. The lights turn on. Motion activated uh-huh. lights turn on. Um, you hear noises like you'll be by yourself working and you'll hear somebody else typing. And you'll go to look, and there's nobody there, but it clearly sounds like somebody's typing, not just a one little note. Weird. But like somebody's yeah. typing a whole sentence. <laughs> so you go look, and there's nobody there. And uh, um, I, I've heard, I've already heard voices up there. Um, I've one night I was sleeping, I had the bedroom door closed for where there's so the sleeping areas you can close off from the main hospital from the main uh, office. Somebody rattled my door uh-huh. trying to get in. I thought it was the cleaning people. I opened the door, there was nobody there. So, Weird. so there's a bunch. Is there like in particular something you want me to talk about or your scariest ones? <laughs> the ones that have stuck with you the most so far. Probably recently that one. Um, I was staying overnight and I was in the sleeping area and I, I heard some noises outside in the main area. Um, in the main area, there's like a little. We have like a little TV, a little snack area. There's a couple of workstations. So I had that door mm-hmm. close the door and I thought I heard somebody come in. And the next thing I felt the door kind of rattle or saw that I didn't yeah. see it, but I heard the door handle rattle. I was like, what in the world? So you know, I got up and, and there was nobody there. So that kind of freaks you out when something mechanical kind of yeah. happens. And then that night yeah, I actually went yeah. ahead and I think I might have this posted. I went ahead and set up some equipment. Every now and then I just kind of take some equipment with me in mm-hmm. there, although it's not a, we can't officially investigate in there, but I just kind of take some stuff in with right, me. Right. I'd set up like a EMF, the string of lights. It's like a, individual EMF, it was like Christmas lights. I set that up, a REM pod, oh, a couple cool. other things, and I started getting activity on the REM pod, and actually, yeah. kind of, it was answering what I was what I was asking, and I actually think I might have contacted <laughs> one of my colleagues that had passed away recently, one of, a, one of the kidney docs really? who had passed away based on the REM pod, and I'm always, <laughs> you gotta remember, for me, I'm always really skeptical. I'm, yeah, I yeah. gotta really convince myself that Something was acting with that REM pod. It was just like one little hit, you know, kind of uh, whatever. But when you right, like, right, you know, yeah. do this for no, do that for yes, and it's like you know going off. You're like, I think there's something yeah. to the <laughs> to this one, and <laughs> and uh, so so that was interesting. So that started with the, the the door handle. Then I did this kind of impromptu investigation, and it it seemed like I was getting interactions with one of our nephrology doctors who had passed away recently, which was was pretty cool. Super interesting. Now, for everyone who doesn't know, the REM pod is the tool that detects like how or like when something comes within a certain distance of it is that right yeah it, t- it detects the electro- electromagnetic fields or emf and you, it's a like, proximity so you have to get near the device or the antenna that sticks up so when you get when it, if you get by near it as a human you'll set it off where the theory is if there's an energy source near it it will also set it off so and they don't okay. they don't typically go off unless you know you're using walkie talkies you can set them off by accident it's rare for them to go okay. off, yeah. you know, as much as like a K2 meter, which detects EMF. 
Um, so when it goes yeah. off, I'm always impressed. Although there are things you got to make sure you consider that are natural that can set it off. But once you kind of roll that off, it's rare for them to go off like my like this was going off. And it was actually kind of yeah. several responding to several questions instead of just like you know one question or two questions. That's that's what gets to be a little more compelling mm. for me when you're kind of getting a almost like a conversation going with this thing that usually doesn't happen. You know, so I'm like. There must be something, right, right. something to this, man. And then, actually, a little bit later, about a month or so after that, I was using the I was using that cat ball. Have you seen those touch activated cat balls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was the using that, that in the office, and I got intelligent interaction with that too. It was crazy because I was blown away by that because that's even a little more convincing to me because something has to be tapping that thing for it to go off. Right. You know, the, yeah, the rep pod, you can say, well, maybe it was a coincidence with the radio frequencies. You know, na 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 na. But uh, the cat ball, it was like responding to my questions it was the craziest thing and so exciting yeah so what uh have you ever seen like a apparition or anything like that around the hospital you know any shadow people so i did see a weird thing um and i talked about this on the on this haunted hospital thing that i did um mm-hmm. it was down on the, on the on the patient floor we had two different areas we had an a side and a b side and i was walking by the drink room on the a side where there's like a coke machine and a coffee machine and snacks and there's also stuff for the patients you know like they're whatever feeds they're on like they have two feeds and things like that but anyways i was walking by mm-hmm. walking by and the door was on my right and as i went by the door i could have swear out of the corner of my eye i saw a lady with like long brown hair standing by the soda machine and i'm like what Wait, and i did one of those things like i yeah. stopped right away <laughs> and yeah. i didn't go that far past it so there, i didn't go far enough that somebody could have snuck out behind me you know, I kind of took a uh, step, took a step, and I'm like, wait a minute. You know, how, like if you're in a certain area, you, somebody stands out that shouldn't be there, you know, when you're used to a right, certain, right. you know what I'm saying? So I, so I backed up, yeah. and there wasn't anything there. But I, I swear, man, 99.9%, I saw a lady of long brown hair standing facing the soda machine, you know, maybe, you know, about as tall as, you know, maybe four, four and a half feet, something like that. And then when I backtracked, I was like shocked because I thought for sure there'd be somebody there and there wasn't. So that was kind of cool. And um, huh. it's interesting because in that same area of the hospital, people have heard like a lady's voice say help and, and you know, or a lady's voice humming, things like that. So, so it's kind of interesting. I don't know if it all ties together. If, if what I saw in that room, you know, is the same thing that was just been saying help. Because I actually heard help on that side before too. And so, yes, I don't know. Huh. So that was interesting to me. And then um, the one thing I did capture was we have up in the third floor of our building, we have a physical therapy room. Several nurses have said they yeah. saw shadow figures up there moving around. There's um, in the physical therapy room, there's a code cart. You know, anywhere we have patients, you got to make sure you have the emergency equipment you need. So they have a code yeah, cart yeah. up in the uh, therapy room. The code cart has all your like your, you know, defibrillator. If you got to shock somebody, it has all your medications if you need to give it, you know, rescue meds to save somebody's life, those kind of things. So mm-hmm. every shift, somebody goes and checks that cart. So at different times, people have said they've seen the shadow figure up there. So one day I was working, it was like on the, it actually during the daytime, I set up a, I have these body cameras I use now and they're nice because you can either wear them uh-huh. or just set them, set them down somewhere, let them run. So I set it down on the counter, yeah, kind yeah. of facing in that room where people had seen something. And wouldn't you know it? I caught a shadow. <laughs> I caught a shadow really? go across. It <laughs> happens so fast. You really can't. That's sweet. It's, it's not like you're like, I saw, you know, it wasn't, no, it wasn't like a, like a man. You couldn't see like a, yeah. a person head and shoulders. You just seen this shadow quickly go across the room. It was crazy. So that was amazing to actually catch Jeez. 
And when I show the nurses, they were like, oh my God, that's what I saw. (laughs) (laughs) That's him. That's him. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool because, you know, I don't know if you ghost hunt, but so often you never catch what people say they experience, you know, and do you you investigate yourself? I do not. Unfortunately, I was, I was thinking about it, but But a lot of times you you hear these stories, like all these craziness to actually capture something that people experience is pretty cool, especially something visual. You know, you, a lot of times you'll catch audio or you'll catch this or catch that. But to actually catch you catch mm-hmm. something video of what people are experiencing is pretty cool. Yeah, that's always exciting. Definitely. Have your patients ever gotten like scared by anything like that, or seen ghosts or something? There was a uh, one gentleman who was uh, he had a neck injury, so he's paraplegic, and he was with us because mm-hmm. he was a new. He, he was still on the ventilator. I think he was still on the ventilator. Had a tracheostomy. Tracheostomy. You have a tube in your neck. It goes in your trachea, and you got to mm-hmm. breathe. That you know it helps you breathe and all that kind of stuff. So he was um he was in a room and somehow he found out that I was a ghost hunter, and then he started telling me, "Oh my god, I gotta <laughs> tell you what happened the other night." And it, he said that literally stuff was coming off his shelf. So in the rooms in the on the one wall of the room where the patient kind of faces, there's like a TV and a cabinet, and there's like some shelves on either side yeah. and some lower shelves. But in the upper shelves, people will put like cards and sometimes food family mm-hmm. brings in for them stuff like that. He said he, he just watched as things came off his shelf. <laughs> it was crazy. Jeez. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he, he was like, and he was, was uh, he was a believer out. in the paranormal type stuff. And uh, he actually had told me too that he'd had a couple of near death experiences too. Um, but anyways, so in the room he had that experience in about a year later after that, one of the cleaning or one of the maintenance guys was in there fixing something. And he goes, he goes, I walked in the room. He goes, and I swear there was a lady standing back in the corner of the room. He goes, I got to do one of these, like, wah, 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 you know, like, shake it off. He goes, and then she was gone. Oh, my God. But to this day, because he swears, well, see, the cool thing with me being a ghost investigator, everybody comes and tells me their story. So I actually should yeah, probably need to start fun. recording or writing them down. But he's right, like, he right. swears to me. And he was like one of these kind of, you know, he, he seemed like a kind of guy that would be easily rattled, you know, kind of a tough maintenance kind of guy. He's like, I swear, Don, he yeah, goes, I saw yeah. a lady standing in the room for a split second. And that was the same room where this man, you know, told me about stuff flying off of shelves and things like that. So, and then I have other people tell me, other patients will tell me about the paper towel dispensers. In each of the patient's rooms, they have the motion activated paper towel dispensers. So they'll have those yeah. run. And then I had one person tell me they were eating their dinner and they had a lid on their soda and it kind of mm-hmm. like popped off and then like flipped on the desk. It was something crazy. And it sounded like it was maybe something paranormal too. So sounds like a very active hospital. <laughs> the nurses do too. The nurses tell me stuff all the time. In fact, recently, I think I posted, I posted this recently on my uh, Haunted MD Instagram. Our speech therapist heard somebody yelling help out in the hallway on the third floor outside that physical therapy room. That room I was telling you about the shadow figure, but the hallway yeah, outside yeah. of there, she heard somebody yell help at the same time. One of our pharmacists in a different room heard the same thing. So they both ran out to this hallway expecting to find somebody on the floor or somebody needing help. And, and uh, they they didn't find anybody. That was a couple of weeks ago that happened. So, but yeah, so the staff, the patients have, you know, weird things happen. Yeah. Sounds like a fun place to work. (laughs) Well, if you're a ghost hunter, for sure. Right. (laughs) I always, I always take a few things in with me, you know? So, (laughs) so in regards to ghost hunting in that, area of things what do you think is the most haunted place that you have investigated so far you know that's a good that's a good one man it's a good one i've been to some pretty good places you know one of the one of the places that seems to be consistent is you know st albans in radford virginia have you heard of st albans at all 
No, I have not. It was a uh, started out as a boys' group home. Then they got converted into a, a mental hospital for a huh. long time. It's closed down now, and they use it. You can investigate there. And then they have uh, they do haunted they do like haunted houses on Halloween there, which to me is always strange <laughs> to do haunted uh. houses in a haunted place. It just seems I don't know. It just bothers it bothers me for some reason. But but uh, yeah, every time you go there, weird. I've had just crazy stuff happen. So that place is pretty spooky, and it's the building itself is just spooky. It's it's a uh, or buildings, it's a combination of two, three different kind of sections to it. So it's it's really disorienting. It's easy to kind of get lost down there. So with the building being like tricky itself, and then it's this bookiness and the activity there, it tends to be pretty active. Um, Exchange Hotel in Gordonsville, Virginia. It's a Civil War uh, museum. It was a hotel. It was a receiving hospital during the Civil War, and it had like only like ten thousand uh, people haunted. stay there and several deaths. <laughs> that tends to be pretty active. Yeah. Pretty active. You know, a lot of places I've, I've been, I go to seem to have a lot of activity. There's a place up in Elkton, Virginia. It's a, called Miller Kite Museum. I have some posts on my Haunted MD about that. We've had a lot of activity there. That place never seems to disappoint. Um, I'm trying to think the scariest. What's the scariest place? I think one place that kind of freaked me out a little bit was I was just starting out as an investigator was uh, Hillview Manor up in Newcastle. I don't know if you've heard of that one or not. No, I haven't. Anything with manor in the name, though, is... Spooky enough for me. Yeah, they were. Um, they've been on. They were on several like the early Ghost Hunter shows, Ghost Adventures. Oh, really? there. Okay. I think uh, Rafe Chasers. I think all the big ones have gone there. But that was like my first. Yeah. That was like my first real deal, real deal like investigation with the team I had joined back like in 2012 yeah. or so, 2012, 2013 or so. And that place is just another. It's like kind of like St. Huh. Albans. It's just so big, and it has so much stuff going on. But we had growling. There was like growling there and footsteps really? and shadows and supposedly Jeez. one of our guys got thrown down by something. And so that was, that was pretty wow. active. Yeah. Sounds intense over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ever caught anything besides that shadow, um, like the shadow person in the hospital on a camera or anything like that? So at work now I've, you know, I've caught stuff with my SLS camera. I'm going to post some of that. I don't know if you're, how, what's your thoughts? I know why now the SLS people are kind of, Kind of poo-pooing it and all this other stuff. But the SLS camera is a, it's the Xbox 360 camera that captures stick figures. Oh, okay. Yep, yeah. Yep. And originally, you know, the, the camera was developed for video games and which shows your uh-huh. stick figure and how it allows you to interact with the video games. People that had that camera realized, were noticing that the camera was mapping other stuff that wasn't there. So the ghost hunting yeah. community picked up on it as, hey, we could probably use this for, maybe it's picking up on ghosts showing these figures. So we it's become a big thing with the ghost hunting community to use this SLS camera because it'll show a stick figure mm. when there's not a human in front of it. And the idea is that maybe that stick figure represents spirits. I think there yeah. is something to it, but I think you got to really understand it and be careful with it because it'll map a lot of other things that aren't, that are like, like the, it'll map like a bookshelf or it'll map the curtain. So you got to make sure oh, you're kind of yeah, rolling yeah. out stuff, but huh. using the SLS camera, I've caught stick figures in our office and I've actually had them interact with other stuff. <laughs> like, I had I caught a figure on the SLS camera, like, well, can you touch, can you interact with the K2 meter, which detects EMF? You know, the K2 has the lights yeah. that light up. And sure enough, you'd see the yeah, stick yeah. figure reach over towards the, towards the K2 meter and make it go off. You know, I'd be like, can you touch That's the REM pod and make it REM pod <laughs> go off? So when I'm using the SLS camera, I try to get like validation with other things. So I've caught some interesting yeah. footage using the SLS camera in our office where I've caught a couple of different good clips where... There was one figure or a couple of figures on there. I've caught the light coming on. One of the things that happened, well, actually a couple of times. So I've caught the light, motion activated light coming on by itself. 
Um, and I also mm-hmm. have caught the paper tile dispensers running on their own too um, on camera. So I've caught those now. I didn't catch what was causing it, but you can see the paper tile dispenser runs and it's, you know, it's motion activated and the, and the light came on yeah. in the bathroom in a different clip. Um, so I've caught stuff like that. I think I might've caught a, inter- a few interesting balls of light that I think were truly mm-hmm. something and not just dust. So yeah, yeah. Our office tends to, tends to rock and roll, man, with the activity. <laughs> Sounds like it. But it is weird. You know, sometimes it'll be quiet. There's days, like this last time I worked, yeah. um, it was reasonably quiet, you know? So it's kind of weird. It comes and goes. Do you ever work at nights? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever pay attention to like, if it's more active during a full moon? You know, recently I noticed that I haven't been real, been real detailed about it, but recently yeah. we had a full moon. And it did seem like we had a bunch of activity. That's when I actually caught a paper tile dispenser running again on camera. I've caught it a couple of different times. But yeah, it was uh, a full moon and there was you could feel it in the office. There was like almost electricity in the air. You could kind of feel like, yeah. you know, my ears were ringing. There was pressure, you know, pressure in my ears. And then the paper tile dispenser started going off and, you know, bangs huh. and this and that going on. So yeah, so it seems like in that particular instance, I happen to remember, it was like one of those crazy moon, full blood moon or something like that. And, um, oh, interesting. you know, so, uh, it, it was interesting. I'll have to pay more attention. Now I'll tell you that in general, it seems like patients in the hospital get more wild or you get more crazy cases happening when is a full moon. So full yeah. moons do, do seem to affect patients and people in healthcare. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. Do you have any, any insight as a doctor? As to what might, what might cause that or anything? Or? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's, I don't know what about a full, if it changes the magnetic, you know, during a full moon, is there a different magnetic effect on the earth that can affect people? Yeah, you know, is it, sure. is it, I, I guess, is there more light? Is it because there's more light from the moon? Does that affect people? You know, we're sensitive mm-hmm. to, you know, light. I don't know if it's brighter. Does it make people more interested or, you know, have, you know, make affect people more. And then, okay. you know, and then I'm not sure exactly how it would tie into the paranormal, making that more active. I don't know if it's, with a, yeah, with a okay. full moon, if there's just more energy in general or what's going on. So it's a good thing that I probably need to do a little digging on that. It's a good question to kind of maybe research and talk about. Yeah, I always thought that was kind of interesting because I know that that rumor or whatever has been around for a while. But then I remember seeing a, sh- a show or an interview with like some police officer that says their their crime rates always go up during a full moon as well, which I thought was very interesting. They do, yeah. Yeah, it seems like everybody gets more it's active, especially people that tend to have maybe criminal tendencies and folks with mental yeah. health issues. You tend to see a lot more of that. And sometimes you, I can even feel it like myself. You're just like, it must be a full moon because it seems like everything is yeah. just not a thing or something. And, you know, sure enough, it's, you know, coming up on a full moon. So, yeah, it is weird. I don't know what... Because a full moon is just, it's just the moon's brighter, right? It's not necessarily closer to the earth or anything, you know? So I don't know. It's weird. Right, that, right, right. What is it about the the uh, full moon with it being brighter that affects people? But for some reason, it seems to. Sweet. Well, that was those were some fantastic ghost stories. Now, I did want to, you mentioned you had a Bigfoot story. You want to do that for the last one here? <laughs> I don't think we've, we've never had like a Bigfoot story on here before, so it's excited hey so so kind of two stories kind of two stories um as a teen so as i got older me and my dad used to go fishing a lot me and my dad and my dad's buddy and this is in ohio Mm -hmm. in ohio so something about ohio something about virginia (laughs) there's a lot of lot of activity but when it comes to bigfoot there seems to be a lot of bigfoot stuff in ohio so we went fishing we went to this place it was called turtle creek 
It's kind of up by Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually, interestingly, a nuclear plant. I think it's David Bessie nuclear plant. So nuclear, you go past yeah. the nuclear plant and you're driving towards Toledo along the lake. And there's this place called Turtle Creek. And we always went there. Um, I grew up in Lorraine, so it was a little bit of a drive. Lorraine's mm-hmm. right on Lake Erie. Lorraine's on Lake Erie between uh, Toledo and Cleveland. And then this Turtle Creek is probably probably about two-thirds of the way between Lorraine and, and Toledo. Anyway, so we, we went fishing there. It was like this inlet where um, Lake Erie kind of came into this little bay area and then it tapered down to like a, into the river, although, they, you know, they called it a creek. But it was kind of like a small river, maybe a big, it wasn't a creek, it was definitely a river, but a small one. So we were fishing on this little uh, peninsula area. It was getting dark. You could kind of hear this grunting type noise, like <clears throat> grunting noise, and you could kind of see this shadow play in the trees across, it was across this river from us. The river was probably, I'm trying to think what the distance, probably about maybe 30, 20, 30 yards across, 20 yards across. Um, uh-huh. But you could kind of see this in the, in the, in the, as the sun was going down, it was getting dark. And then, you know, because we're kind of like, what in the world? And then all of a sudden this rock, this rock comes flying, pretty good sized rock comes flying across <laughs> the water about halfway across this river and it splashes yeah. down and we're like, well, that was what the heck. <laughs> and I looked at my dad, and my dad was like I said, he was a he was a big guy and a hunter yeah. and like a steel worker kind of guy. And I could tell he was a little shocked by it. So we kept fishing though, and you know, and about a half an hour goes by, and you still can kind of hear something rustling around over there on the other side, but you really couldn't oh. see um, very well. And I'm not, I can't think. Of, I don't know if we had a if we had a flashlight or didn't have a flashlight. I'm trying to remember if we should try to see it or not. But anyway, so we kept kind of hearing this thing, and the next thing you know, a bigger rock comes flying across <laughs> the water towards us, and it made this huge splash. And at that point, yeah. my dad, I could tell he was like freaked out. He like, we just started packing the car up. So we packed the car up and got the <laughs> hell out of there. But something was lobbing yeah. these pretty big sized rocks at us, and we don't think it was a person. Not for sure though, but it seemed to be hmm. this kind of shadowy thing in, in between the trees and this grunting noise and then these rocks. So that happened. Uh, that's kind of in a Bigfoot area over there. Yeah, I've heard a lot of lot of stuff happening around like Lake Erie. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, UFOs and Bigfoot. Yeah. Also, all kinds of ghost ghost stories. You know, because of the lake and oh, yeah. all along the lake shore. Um, but yeah. Um, so then the other Bigfoot thing that happened was we were fishing in this place, kind of similar area. It was kind of in between Sandusky and, and Toledo. It was called Rest Haven. It was like a wildlife game reserve. You know, you could hunt there in the mm-hmm. hunting season and you could fish. They had all kinds of individual little lakes and stuff like that. Um, so we had pulled off. We were fishing. My dad and his friend were kind of by the car on the, on the shore of one of the little lakes. And I had decided to kind of wander down. I was like, you know, I was like 14, 15. I'm like, I want my own area to fish. You know, so I'm yeah. walking down <laughs> and, and uh, I was closer to the trees and the woods. And it was, you know, it was the same kind of thing again. It was like this grunting noise. And I was kind of, what in the world? And I, I, I don't think uh-huh. my dad heard it initially, but I kept hearing this, you know, noise and you hear like stuff in the, in the trees. And all of a sudden, yeah. there was this yell, like you hear people talk about the, uh-huh. the howl thing. <laughs> I mean, it literally shocked yeah. me. I mean, to, even now, telling you the story, it still kind of freaks me out a little bit. And then it was another one of those instances where I looked back at my dad, and my dad's mouth was open, and his eyes were real big, and and he's like, "We gotta get the hell out of here." So we, you know, so we got we we had a pickup truck then, so we just threw everything in the back of the truck. It was funny because my dad's friend, uh, he never stops talking, and he never he didn't hear it for some reason, 
But my, he's like, yeah. what are we doing, Tony? Where are we going? And he's like, come on, just get in the car. Just get in the car. And he didn't understand why we were leaving, but there was this loud, it sounded like a Bigfoot yell. It sounds like what you hear on the shows and and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, those are my experiences. I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. It was definitely curious. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, that story among your other fantastic ghost stories sure thing um, you know thank, thanks for taking the time to come on here it was a good time make sure you guys follow him on instagram at haunted underscore md he's got even more stories on there and a bunch of interesting stuff so make sure you give him a follow yeah hey uh check out too my uh, my facebook i have haunted md on facebook that goes back to like 2018 when i kind of started doing my own thing so that has a ton oh, okay, of sweet. yeah, that has a ton of interesting things. I've talked about like ESP and parapsychology and the pineal gland, and you know I always try to I was always trying to come up with interesting things. A lot of it's text, you know, like I typed out things and put it in, 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 uh, shared it. So if you go back, go to Haunted MD. It's capital H A U N T E D M D on Facebook, and then I also have Don Molnar on or Don Molnar Haunted MD on YouTube. So that, that has that goes okay. back pretty awesome. far too. So yeah. yeah, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, make sure you follow this podcast on Instagram at Paranormal Paralysis. And if you have any episodes you want to download, you can do that on the website paraparalysis.com. If you have any ghost stories of your own, you can email those to paraparalysis at outlook.com. Other than that, uh, thank you for your time today, Doctor Molnar. Thanks for having me on. And as always, guys, don't forget to stay spooky, baby. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.